1: Did you know that Black and White Sports is the largest independently owned conservative sports brand in the world? We have over 125,000 subscribers on YouTube and over 39 million views. Our episodes get more views than most ESPN programming every single day. And now we have exploded on podcast. We brought our episodes to podcast for you to enjoy at work, school, in the car, on the beach. Wherever you choose to consume our audio, we are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, CastBox, Radio Public, Spotify,
2: Overcast, Pocket Cast, and Breaker. Subscribe now. Friends, let's face it. The future of America is looking worse each day. Those who observe and have the feeling that something really bad is going to happen soon. If it does, are you prepared do you have enough food, water, and other essentials to get you through tough times? If not, check out My Patriot Supply. They're the nation's number one preparedness company and they've served millions of American families. Right now, you can save 25% off their popular four week emergency food kit, which will keep you well fed with four weeks worth of breakfast, lunch, dinner, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. This food stays fresh for up to 25 years in proper storage, so it will be there when you need it. In fact, you may need it a lot sooner than that. So don't wait. Go to preparewithblackandwhite.com and claim your four-week emergency food kit. You'll save 25% if you act now. That's preparewithblackandwhite.com. Don't wait. Do it today. Mix it up, use whipped cream, sugar, monk fruit, whatever, and folks, it tastes absolutely amazing. So check out the link in the description or the pinned comment and get Javi Coffee delivered to you today. Black and white network, we are back with another video and man, I'm so glad that we have rebranded this channel uh, to more of a news slash political channel because what we're going to be talking about today, it really, really sets the tone that the Biden Harris administration is an absolute disaster, an absolute disaster. Folks, they're not even a good year into their administration. And it is crumbling. I mean, Biden's approval numbers are in the tank below 40 percent, I believe, at uh, 38 percent the last time we checked. Uh, But Kamala Harris was at 28 percent. I mean, she is supposed to be the border czar and Americans have turned their back against them, especially her. She's more unpopular than Biden, who's actually supposed to be running the country. And now, guys, there's some internal trouble inside the Harris staff here because check this out, guys. This is over here on our kick. Everything is falling apart with her. Staffers describe Kamala Harris as a bully and soul destroying. Wow. And she's having people resign from her staff. They're going on. Of course, you know, you're going to get a. Uh, politically correct answers, you know, hey, they're just moving on to uh, uh new opportunities, that kind of thing. You know, uh, this is a telltale sign, folks, that Kamala Harris is not very well liked. I mean, even in the Democratic primaries during the election, she had to drop out. Nobody wanted her. Nobody liked her, folks. And let's be honest, she was nothing more than an affirmative action hire. Biden hired her because she was a woman. He even said it herself, uh, Whoever my running mate is is going to be a woman. It wasn't about qualifications; it was about that genitalia. But let's read this here. Over here on our kick, it says right or left, anti-racism or not racist. We all rally against bullies. A Washington Post report released over the weekend dug into the recent exodus of high-level staffers working with and around Kamala Harris staffers familiar with Harris described her as a bully and a soul-destroying voice wow that is some powerful words right there quote who are the Nets who are the next talented people you're going to bring in and burn through and have have them pretend They're retiring for positive reasons. Gil Duran Harris, former aide, said. Now, this is somebody that worked directly for her. Duran said Harris' destructive paths convinced longtime aide Simone Sanders and communications director Ashley Etienne to depart from her office. Now, Simone Sanders is somebody high up in the Democratic Party. She couldn't even take her. They're gone. Quote, one of the things we said, in our little text group among each other is what is the common denominator through all of this is Kamala Duran ads. Another former staffer told the post that Harris does not read most of her briefing materials then lashes out at others when she feels unprepared. Now she is supposed to be the vice president. So her briefings, she doesn't even read them. She depends on somebody else to inform her on this. I mean, this is just idiotic right here. You're supposed to be the vice president. If you have a briefing, you should read those yourself so you can be informed. I mean, these these people are supposed to be working for the American people. Unreal. And, you know, that Harris is definitely more left than Biden. I mean, I don't see why I really don't see how she's actually working with Biden. I don't get it. They, they are so different from each other. And she is more far left than Biden. Quote is clear that you're not working with somebody who is willing to do the prep and the work, the staffer said. But Kamala, you have to put up with a constant amount of soul destroying criticism and also also her own lack of confidence. So you're constantly sort of propping up a bully and it's not really clear why. Got that? It's not Kamala Harris's fault. She's too lazy to read her briefings. It's her staff's problem. And they take the blame when she doesn't read her briefings and she's not informed. Unreal. So no one likes Harris or thinks she's even average at her job. And they about to talk the approval rating that I already mentioned here. Harris's approval rating currently sits at 20, 28 percent, 10 percent below Joe Biden's. This is what happens when a president Pits a VP based on skin color and gender only. Wow. Bobby Burrack, you read my mind. I did not read this article before I started shooting this video. I said, I said to myself, Joe Biden picked her because of her genitalia and skin color. Of course, Harris is so disastrous that some Democrats are reportedly plotting to put her on the Supreme Court to ensure she never takes over the White House. What a truly rotten person she must be. Yeah, we're hearing about that. You know, they're trying to uh, get Pete Buttigieg to to move in and probably be the 2024 uh, nominee. Um, Buttigieg, I don't think he's going to be the answer. I mean, guys, the Republicans pretty much have a layup, I believe. For the 2022 primaries, Um, well, 2022 midterms, I should say. And at this point, they they should have a layup for the White House. They cannot mess this up. I don't have full confidence in Republicans. I have confidence in conservatives. But we'll have to see who they put out there. If it's Trump, man, this should be a layup for him. It really, really should. Um, who who should actually run with Trump? I like Tim Scott. Um, Ron DeSantis be a good option, too. We'll have to see, man. But the Democrats have a lot of problems. They don't want Kamala. They don't want Biden. And they definitely don't want, want Biden for sure. Uh, Pete Buttigieg, let's be honest. I don't know if um America is going to vote for him, you know, based on, you know, certain things about his lifestyle. I, don't, I really don't know. We'll have to see if that does happen. But the Democrats really don't have anybody out there that anybody really likes because. The, the, this, this administration has been an absolute disaster. Kamala Harris, social justice hire, nothing more. And her own staff does not like her. That's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this black and white network? And if you are a member on the website, we will have a members live stream this Saturday, 9 a.m. Central Standard Time. I got to remember to actually talk about that on the um. On the uh, sports channel as well. If you are a silver member. Email us if you would like to be a, on the panel with us. Because silver memberships. Do get you on the panel on live streams. But we have other memberships as well. Just starting at $5 per month. Check the description. And get a membership today. Anyway guys. Let us what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure you subscribe to the channel. And we'll catch you next time.
1: I'm back. Road for Black and White Network. Well, one thing you don't expect, I guarantee you, when you got up this morning, was that ultra-liberal Sarah Silverman would be coming to the defense of Ron DeSantis. Yeah, I didn't expect this. I wanted to do this video because, number one, she slammed Joy Reid, who I absolutely cannot stand. She is a racist B-I-T-C-H, if there ever was. And I wanted to highlight this DeSantis civilian military force he's putting together in Florida. But it seems that Sarah Silverman, and she's been an outspoken lunatic liberal. Okay, she has been. But maybe she got a hold of a little something that Bill Maher's been getting a hold of lately. Just a smidgen of common sense. Because she called out Joy Reid for gaslighting some shit that's not really happening. So... Let's take a look at this. This is pretty wild. Sarah Silverman slams Joy Reid as media panics about DeSantis' proposed civilian military force in Florida. And we are going to cover exactly what CNN said here, too. Okay, so actress Sarah Silverman took aim at MSNBC's host Joy Reid for sounding the alarm on Republican Florida Governor Ron DeSantis' for a proposal for a civilian military force in his state. DeSantis introduced a plan to reestablish what's called the Florida State Guard that can quickly aid response to hurricanes and other emergencies. Several other states across the country, including New York and California, have similar forces. Quote, we want to make sure that we have the flexibility and the ability needed to respond in events in our state in the most effective way possible. That will require us to have access and be able to use support in ways that are not encumbered by federal government, don't require the federal government. This is a great idea. DeSantis said Thursday, so I'm going to be recommending in a budget of $3.5 million to reestablish the Florida State Guard. The Florida State Guard will act as a civilian volunteer force that will have the ability to assist the National Guard in state-specific emergencies. However, despite how common it is for states to create their own civilian military force, news outlets suggested DeSantis is tapping into authoritarian impulses. Oh, let the militia talk begin. We know how this goes. CNN's homepage, for example, was dominated Friday morning with the headline, DeSantis proposes new civilian military force, something the liberal outlets stressed he would control. You see how that works? Florida Ron DeSantis wants to reestablish a World War II-era civilian military force that he, not the Pentagon, would control. The CNN article began, but in a nod to growing tensions between Republican states and the Biden administration over the National Guard, DeSantis also said this unit called the Florida State Guard, would not be uncovered by the federal government. That's glorious. There's not a damn thing wrong with that. That's beautiful. He said this force would give him the flexibility and the ability needed to respond to events in a state in the most effective way. Well, guess what Florida is, folks? Florida is a hurricane central, okay? They have hurricanes yearly there. And this military force would respond uh, as soon as DeSantis put them into action. It's a great idea. It wasn't until the fourth paragraph that CNN acknowledged that Florida would be the 23rd state to establish such a force. Imagine that. But it didn't stop at CNN's story from going viral and was shared by several liberal media personalities, including the readout host. The biggest racist on television. So y'all know this is fascisty bananas, right? Question mark, Reed tweeted. Joy Reed goes on television and just out and out lies to her people all the time. To the people that actually listen to this lunatic. I mean, they're talking about getting Chris Cuomo off the air? This is the dangerous bitch you need to be getting off the air. Silverman, Sarah Silverman, an outspoken liberal... Push back at the MSNBC star hyperbolic remark. Quote, please read the article before you post this stuff. You're a news outlet. The truth truth has to matter. Silverman told Reed. Yeah, she called her out. Surprising. Reed was far from the only one expressing sheer panic over DeSantis' proposal. Wow, in caps. GOP Governor of Florida, Ron DeSantis, wants to form a personal militia. Are you shitting me? They called this a personal militia. Like political leaders in Iraq have. It would be a militia that only answers to him. This is the beginning of a Red Army as the GOP prepares for war. Literally. Liberal Sirius XM radio host, Dean Abelaya, I don't know if that's right or not. I don't care reacted to the CNN report. And that, children, was the genesis of Florida's nuclear weapons program, Lincoln Project co-founder Rick Wilson wrote. So fascism, the Daily Beast columnist tweeted. What a wannabe totalitarian fascist authoritarian dictators do, MSNBC analyst Ferdinand Armani similarly wrote. And it just goes on and on. MSNBC's readout blog went even further attacking the GOP governor with a piece titled, DeSantis wants Florida to reestablish its own military force. He can't be trusted. I mean, that is absolutely insane. And that tells you right there, I actually wish Bill Maher was not on his yearly break he takes in between seasons. uh, Because I guarantee you, he would have addressed this too liberal or not um, I'm glad that Sarah Silverman at least said something <coughs> but this is the danger of these mili- of, the, of these liberal outlets right now I mean they went out there and they're making comments blatant, dangerous misleading misinformation having comments about something he's putting together for something involving for example a natural disaster. A hurricane, something like that, that doesn't have to wait for federal help. The governor can pick up the phone, boom, call them, and they go into action. And there's a budget allotted for this. But instead, they're gaslighting out there, causing fear, gets the liberals, gets the Twitter all worked up. And, um, I mean, that's just blatantly lying. But Joy Reid does it all the time. She's crazy. I just cannot believe. You know, I can't believe that she still has a show. That just tells you, MSNBC does not care about somebody going on TV and blatantly spreading dangerous lies. That's what Joy Reid does. It's a great idea by DeSantis. And the idea that 23 other states have this exact thing, including... Communist California, basically? You don't see us freaking out about this at all. Common sense, folks. The liberal media has lost all of it. There is no more common sense. Tell me what you think about DeSantis' state guard. I've got no issues with it whatsoever. Especially when you consider so many states already have it. The biggest issue I've got is liberal media. The media is the real virus, by the way. Spreading these blatant lies about this this person. Now, I will say this. Um, I said it the other day. If Trump doesn't run, it'll be DeSantis that does run. And he'll get my vote super fast for president. Super fast. Tell me what you think. Black and white network fans. Peace. I'm out. Till next time.
0: Tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now.
1: I'm back. Road for Black and White Live. Well, it seems a member of the ESPN College Basketball team, a legendary broadcaster, has come out and slammed Brian Kelly and Lincoln Riley for taking new jobs, taking more money, Um, I like to refer to that as capitalism where I come from, but he calls it unethical somehow. Now, once again, very quickly, I saw, I still see Notre Dame fans are mad about Brian Kelly leaving. And I'm not sure why, because of the way he left. I understand that you know, I saw the video of him talking to his players and all that. I get it. That was tacky. Okay. It was too short. Um, and it could have been better. Absolutely. He needed a little better self awareness. And of course, we've seen the uh, fake Southern boss hog accent. I did a video on that. Now, Lincoln Riley, I truly believe he left because Oklahoma's moving to the SEC. Uh, I think if that move wasn't happening, I don't think he'd have taken this USC job. I really don't. But the one thing both of these moves have in common is they're getting a massive, massive salary increase. Uh, Especially Brian Kelly. Because by the time you factor in all the possible incentives he may have at LSU... You're talking about going from about 2.7 mil to upwards, rumors, upwards of $15 million a year? And Dick Vitale, Brian Kelly's not supposed to take this job? Look, I, I find that ridiculous. I really do. You should always be looking to better yourself and your situation in life. Brian Kelly's untimely departure from Notre Dame has certainly ruffled a few feathers, and among them is legendary college basketball announcer Dick Vitale. Vitale, who made his return to the broadcasting booth this month after announcing his cancer diagnosis in October, took to Twitter on Friday to call out Kelly and Lincoln Riley for their decision to move on to different college football programs. And this is his little tweet. Brian Kelly and Lincoln Riley leaving at Notre Dame football at OU football. Wonder how you can just walk away from players that gave heart, soul, and blood to at the most vital time of the year. Yes, to some money counts for more than what is right. It wasn't like they were starving, making millions. This is somebody that's worth $25 million, by the way. Dick Vitale. Vitale drove his point home, seemingly saying money was a driving cause for the departures. He goes on. Coaches with ethics, a la Jay Wright, Tom Izzo, Coach K, Mark Few, and many others, would never check out on their teams for dollars with a chance for glory after a super year. How can Brian Kelly give Notre Dame football players a three-minute talk after they busted their guts for him? For him, it's easy money. Kelly is LSU's new head coach after signing a 10-year, $95 million deal with the promise of incentives, while Riley will take over for at USC for a reported $110 million. They join Nick Saban as the top three highest-paid coaches. Well, look, I understand what he's saying, but the fact is this is the nature of college football. It has been for years, and now the salaries have taken a whole new step, and there's a lot of fallout from it, not only with what's anticipated from college football salaries, but the NFL salaries for coaches is about to explode. Now, you could argue, hey, should any of these guys be making that kind of money? Well, maybe not, but the fact is, these college programs, basketball and football, at a lot of these massive schools, are billion-dollar money makers, plain and simple. And these are the guys leading the charge. Uh, again, I like OU. Hell, I got family from Oklahoma. Um, but I'll continue to say, if they weren't going to the SEC, I don't think Lincoln takes this job because I think he'd have went back to Oklahoma and said, "Look, USC's offering me this. Can you match it?" And I think Oklahoma would have matched it. I truly believe that. Um, and Brent, Brent Venables is getting the job. I think that's a hell of a good hire. I think OU will be just fine. And the kids up at Notre Dame seem to be quite happy with the fact that they're promoting from within there. Okay? They don't seem to have a problem with it. The thing about these moves is most of the time it's not going to be the right time. Okay? I understand you're during the season, but look, it's, it's it's for lack of a better way of putting it, it's a shit or get off the pot situation. Do you want the job? You're being offered the job. The job is open. You've got to close that job so you can get on with recruiting, okay? And in the case of Lincoln Riley, he's already flipping recruits through the transfer portal. I, I got to tell you, especially in the case of Oklahoma, You know, you took that SEC money and you lost Lincoln Riley because of it. I truly believe it. He said, well, I can go to this conference and occasionally win the SEC championship. Whereas in the Big 12, most years, Oklahoma's going to win the Big 12 title. Well, now he can go to the uh, Pac-10 or Pac-12 and dominate. It used to be the Pac-10. But he can go out to the Pac-12 and he can dominate. It'll be him and it'll be uh, USC and Oregon and occasionally a riser like Utah. I don't blame him a bit. I really don't. I think this is another ridiculous form of virtue signaling, in my opinion, from Dick Vitale. Let me, let me be brave, stunning, and courageous and say all these nice things about guys that have been coaching basketball programs for years and years. Okay. And yes, those are massive money makers and I get it. And probably only Duke rivals any of the football programs we're talking about uh far as money makers go. But if this is the going rate, this is the going rate. It is what it is, Dick Vitale. It is capitalism. Um I'm not I'm not the biggest Brian Kelly fan in the world, but I'm not mad at him over this move at all. You know, if I was a Notre Dame fan, you're mad because he left the way way he did? Well, were you mad at him for leaving Cincinnati in the way he did to come to your program because it was the exact same way? See, that's how college football works. Not mad about it. I don't think Dick Vitale should be going out there and running his mouth about it. I mean, Sure, you can have an opinion, but your opinion doesn't make a lot of sense. I mean, yeah, just just pass a twelve million dollar raise, just to stay forever. I mean, come on, and no, we're we're talking about a move from wealth to generational wealth. I mean, my God, Brian Kelly and and Lincoln Riley, their families are taken care of for good. I'm not mad at them over that. Tell me what you think, Black and White Live fans.
2: Black and white sports fans, let's go over to the Marxist NBA of China and revisit LeBron James's Big Balls Dance. Now, if you guys remember, this was about a week ago. LeBron James hit a bit shot and then he did the Sam Cassell bit Balls Dance. He was fined $15,000 by the NBA for doing that. And now, guys, the great Kareem Abdul-Jabbar who LeBron is trying to chase on the all time scoring list, has come out and he has absolutely destroyed LeBron James for that dance. Now, it's been going on uh, throughout the NBA for many, many years. But uh, LeBron seems to be in the spotlight a whole lot lately, whether it's the virus, whether it's this or getting fans kicked out of NBA games. Kareem abdul weighed in and he took a shot. At LeBron James and his quote-unquote goat status, even though we know LeBron James is not the goat. So let's go ahead. Let's dive into this. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar rips LeBron James over childish celebration. Goats don't dance. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was no fan of LeBron James's flamboyant celebration last week when the NBA superstar helped the Los Angeles Lakers beat the Indiana Pacers. It was one of James's last games before he was put into the NBA's health and safety protocols because of a positive coronavirus test. James would later have subsequent negative tests that allowed him to return to the team. When James hit the shot against the Pacers, he imitated Sam Cassell's bit balls dance. Abdul Jabbar said someone like James shouldn't be doing those kind of celebrations and LeBron got fined for that. And let's watch this clip here of Kareem Abdul-Jabbar ripping LeBron James for this dance. Here we go.
0: In other news, LeBron James faced a double whammy this past couple of weeks with his first ever suspension after his elbow clipped Detroit's piston center, Isaiah Stewart. Stewart's attempted retaliation caused him a two game suspension. Then last week, LeBron was fined $15,000 for doing a Big ball dance after the Lakers win over the Pistons. The NBA has been fining players between $15,000 and $25,000 for doing this dance since the 2010-2011 season. For me, winning is enough. Why do you need to do a stupid, childish dance and disrespect the other team on the court? It doesn't make sense. Goats don't dance.
2: <laughs> that is so funny right there. Uh, this segment here, he talked about some other things, too. And one of them was about in his cancer freedom. We could probably make another video on that. But uh, what do you guys think of uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar taking a shot at LaChina James saying that goats don't dance? And I believe he's acknowledging that LeBron James is not the goat. And I believe that Kareem Abdul-Jabbar also believes that LeBron James hasn't even surpassed him. Now, we know that LeBron is on at least trying to surpass Kareem Abdul-Jabbar when it comes to uh, the all-time scoring list. I believe he's something like 3,000 points away. The problem is LeBron is missing a lot of games, uh, mainly because of injuries this season, and he's getting older. Do you guys think he'll actually end up passing Kareem Abdul-Jabbar? I'm pretty sure Kareem Abdul-Jabbar does not want LeBron James to pass him up. I believe that Kareem really does want to keep the all-time scoring record. I really do believe that. And Kareem doesn't believe that LeBron is better than him. And he probably doesn't even believe that LeBron is better than Michael Jordan. But that's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this, black and white sports fans? Kareem Abdul-Jabbar called the bit balls dance by LeBron James childish and said the goats do not dance. Well, You know what? I don't have a problem with uh, LeBron dancing. You know why? Because he is not the GOAT that belongs to Michael Jordan. Anyway, guys, let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure to subscribe to Black and White Sports, and we'll catch you next time.
0: Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. Tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now.
2: Black and White Sports fans, it's been a few weeks now, probably closer to three weeks since the Kyle Rittenhouse verdict came down. And we saw how sports leads like the NBA, they melted down when it came down to the verdict. It was clear cut, 100 percent self-defense. But, you know, the narrative is the most important thing to social justice warriors. And what is the NBA? It's a social justice warrior league. It's all about virtue signaling. Okay. now we know that Kyle Rittenhouse, he was found not guilty. And honestly, folks, charges should have never been brought against him because Kyle Rittenhouse did nothing wrong. But however, athlete after athlete, entertainer after entertainer, when they weigh in on Kyle Rittenhouse, none of them say he acted in self-defense because they have to keep the racial narrative going. This is what they do. This is how they stay relevant. This is how some people make a whole lot of money and they get rich off of race hustling. However, former NBA player Kwame Brown We've done videos on Kwame before. He is not buying into any of this. Honestly, folks, I believe he's the only athlete that's actually come out and said that Kyle Rittenhouse acted in self-defense. He's the only one that I can think of former or active athlete. You know, he's a former NBA player. So we're going to be diving into what Kwame Brown had to say in this video, folks. And boy, he hammers into some people that we'll name. In this video, but first, it is the holiday season, folks. Get your merch, save twenty percent off anything in a merch store if you use the discount code Holiday. You can get our media's the real virus shirt, that is our best selling shirt of all time. Lachana James, you're no king, mate. Sports great again, etc., etc. Anything in a merch store, twenty percent off. Use the discount code Holiday. So over here on the blaze, it says in profane rant against racist agendas, former NBA player says Kyle Rittenhouse acted in self-defense and that people are getting paid to push this racist racist shit. And Kwame Brown, he goes after it. He goes after. it. So let's read this article here from the blaze. I'm going to clean it up as best as I can, because you guys know Kwame, man. He comes very, very hard with the language. We're going to try to keep this video monetized. It says here, former NBA star Kwame Brown has spoken out in defense of Kyle Rittenhouse, who was acquitted of all charges of murder related to the August 2020 shooting in Kenosha, Wisconsin. He also hit out on unnamed people saying an insidious movement trying to push racist shit is afoot. And we've seen that, folks, across entertainment and sports. It says here in reaction to the Rittenhouse verdict, Brown, 39, said that to me, in my opinion, looked like self-defense. The courts found it as self-defense. I'm surprised. Well, I guess I'm not surprised that he said it because this is Kwame Brown. He actually thinks for himself. He actually, I guess, looked at the evidence and made a conclusion. He didn't go along with the mainstream narrative, you know, that uh, Kyle Rittenhouse out there killing black people, which never happened. He looked at the evidence and he said, it's self-defense. It says here, he added the contingent of the country seems keen to politicize the case and make it about race rather than self-defense. He's 100% spot on because folks, there's no black people involved in this case whatsoever. Everybody, the major players in this case were all White. He says here, quote, the only thing bad that is he had to sit in jail for so long because they made something political that shouldn't have been political. The former NBA player insisted. If you're going to give the boy the gun charge, give him the damn gun charge or let the boy out. Now, we know that that gun charge was absolutely bogus because Kyle Rittenhouse had a legal right to carry that weapon and that's why the judge threw it out and the judge got a lot of uh, backlash you know from the leftists out there about that they wanted Kyle Rittenhouse I guess basically charged with first degree murder but you know like I said before the agenda is more important Brown said if anything Rittenhouse could have been charged with a misdemeanor or sentenced to probation quote he could have been home eating Fruit Loops or whatever the hell he eats the former NBA player insisted instead of that we want to tie it to tie it into something black when there's no black people involved in this, folks. We want to tie it into something bigger so we can have people come out and march and get checks off a little teenager's back. And that, to me, is corny. Brown added that not everything needs to be needs to have a political motivation and that the agenda of seeing racism and everything is garbage. Quote, everything ain't political, OK? He continued, a bunch of people are getting paid to push this racist shit. That's all. That's all it is. He added, quote, these mother effers ain't got no lane. They're in. They really don't got nothing to say. The only thing they get paid off is talking about how racist it is. These mother effers got good cars, good houses, good everything telling you how bad it is. Mother effer. It don't look bad. You're driving a Benz. You're goddamn flying all over the world. You have been you have speaking engagements. You mother effers got black ties and security and shit. How you mother effers so bad off, man. It seems like, you know, he's addressing LeBron James because LeBron James said that black people are being hunted down by the police. You know, he said that we are scared to go outside of our homes as black people when LeBron James has everything That Kwame Brown just talked about here. But it says Brown went so far as to name names. I saw goddamn Al Sharpton, Jesse Jackson, you know, the major race hustlers right there. I saw goddamn Roland Martin, he added. Them mother effers got black ties, security. Them mother effers got a black SUV. Them mother effers riding in style. So, how in the F is it so bad? Tell me how to get it. Like you got it. Tell me how to get some of them black SLA securities that you sons of bitches pulling up in while I'm pulling up with my brother. Man hats off to Kwame Brown. He is 100 percent spot on calling out these race because the narrative is more important, trying to find racism in every single thing, you know, And remember, the NBA put out this uh, statement here after the verdict, the NBA's social justice coalition. Our thoughts are with the families of those whose lives were taken in this tragedy. The right to peacefully protest is a bedrock of our democracy and the National Basketball Social Justice Coalition remains committed to preserving that right for all. Any forms of vigilantism in our society is unacceptable. This is what the NBA put out, you know, because they had to go with the narrative that this was vigilante, racism, et cetera, et cetera. And of course, the NBA got roasted for this because the NBA is all about being woke and all about lying. So, man, Kwame Brown hats off to him for telling it like it is, you know, the only player that I could think of that actually came out and said it's self-defense. He says Kyle Rittenhouse acting in self-defense and he's right on the money about that. But your CNNs, your MSNBCs, you know, they want to say, Oh, this is America. You know, white people getting away with this, white people getting away with that. You know, I will say this gauge Gr- gross the man that um, pulled the gun on Kyle Rittenhouse. Guess what? He's a white guy. Guess what? He didn't even get charged with anything when he had a weapon that he was possession, possessing illegally. That's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this black and white sports fans? Are you with Kwame Brown on this? I'm pretty sure you guys are Kwame Brown telling it like it is. These people are trying to find racism where racism doesn't exist. They took a case where all the major players were white and they tried to turn it into something racial. Anyway, guys, let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure you subscribe to Black and White Sports. And we'll catch you next time.
0: Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no holds barred truth on sports. The main event starts now.
2: Black and white sports fans, we're going to be talking about a topic that we covered. I want to say it was like a month ago, and I'm talking about Michelle Beto, formerly of ESPN. She came out and she said that uh, LeBron James tried to get her fired from ESPN because she was critical of him for the decision that happened, I believe, in 2010. Now, many, many people were crushing LeBron James for Leaving, leaving Cleveland and going over to Miami. And we know that in Miami, he won two titles. Then he returned to Cleveland, won a title, and now he's jumped ship yet again, went to the Lakers, and he won a bubble title that many people don't think even really counts. However, Michelle Beadle really didn't go into much detail as to why LeBron James actually tried to get her fired from ESPN. But now, folks, we got a little bit more context here, so we're going to be diving into that in this video. First, go over to blackandwhitenetwork.com, grab a membership today. Membership plans just start at five dollars per month and it gets you access to exclusive videos on the website. And we also do have free additional content and we will have a members live stream also this Saturday, 9 a.m. Central Standard Time. If you are a silver member, you get to be on the panel. So let's go ahead. Let's dive into this over here on OutKick here from Bobby Burak, More details. LeBron trying to get Michelle Beatle fired at ESPN is worse than we thought. So let's read here what Bobby Burak has put out. Michelle Beatle returned from the media dead dead last month and revealed that LeBron James, someone more unbearable than even even Beatle is, once tried to convince ESPN to fire her Beetle said LeBron was angry because she made fun of the decision and LeBron James I said in my last video when he showed up to do the decision um uh video out there or the ESPN special or something like that and it raised money for the for the Boys and Girls Club he looked very very uncomfortable extremely uncomfortable and we know that LeBron James does not like criticism. Skip Bayless has been criticizing LeBron for many, many years, and he still refuses to this day to speak to Skip Bayless. I mean, when it comes to actual social justice stuff, black policemen asked LeBron James, have a sit down. LeBron did not respond to him. And this is what LeBron James does. But behind the scenes, he'll try to work his quote unquote magic And get people fired. It says while believable that Beatles commentary hurt LeBron badly. It didn't make sense why he wanted Beatle. Not the rest of the critical pundits fired. As Beatle noted, she was one of more than like 400,000 of the talking heads who bashed LeBron for how he left Cleveland in 2010. But this week, Beatle added more contests. Now, listen to this, guys, says, quote. LeBron had a person at the network who he wanted. He wanted her, her is the key word here, to be the host of NBA Countdown, Beatles said on the House of Strauss podcast. He does not like me, and honestly, I have stopped trying to figure out why. For some reason, it goes back years. I've been around Maverick Carter. He refuses to shake my hand. So LeBron wanted someone other than Beatle anchoring the NBA Finals on ESPN ABC. That adds up. LeBron wanted a host who go easier on him, someone to whom he had access. And during that time period, LeBron was pretty much in the NBA Finals every single season. But it goes on. We can safely assume that Beatle is referring to Rachel Nichols. ESPN replaced Beatle with both Nichols and Maria Taylor on his NBA pregame show in 2019. And 2019 is pretty much when Michelle Beetle kind of disappeared for a while. Uh, but apparently, I guess she's trying to make a combat now. But it says, and unlike Taylor, Nichols has a professional relationship with LeBron. Nichols is often LeBron's go to for a sit down interview and people Close to LeBron, or not going to ask any tough questions. Moreover, Beatle subtweeted Nichols after the New York Times ran a career ending hit piece on Nichols to assist in Maria Taylor's absurd contract demands. Yeah, she wanted Stephen A. Smith kind of money. That was the word. Uh, Stephen A. getting like $12 million per year. Uh, not going to happen. It says this story now includes Beatle, LeBron, Nichols, and Taylor. For the most spineless, unpleasant people in America, fantastic. Yeah, they're all super duper woke and they're all eating each other a lot. This is hilarious right here. Michelle Beatle is woke, uh, but LeBron, his people don't like her. Maverick Carter won't even uh, uh, speak or shake the hand of Michelle Beatle. This is hilarious. And But Bobby Buriak is right right here. LeBron does sit down in interviews, though, with Maria Taylor. I'm not Maria Taylor, but, um, Rachel Nichols. LeBron is so weak, man. So weak. I wish he would actually respond to this, you know, and if there's any truth to this, I would like LeBron to actually address this, but we know LeBron will never ever do that. LeBron is just like Joe Biden. He gets nothing but easy questions. Nobody ever asks him about China. You know, if, uh, ESPN was actually, um, into journalism, They were actually asking him the hard questions. You know, I would love love to actually see Enos Cantor Freedom on ESPN, you know, in a sit down interview with LeBron James talking about China and ESPN could put it on. But we know that would never happen because LeBron James would be extremely uncomfortable. And then, you know, he would probably try to sever all ties with ESPN. ESPN is weak. Michelle Beatles woke. LeBron James is woke. Rachel Nichols is woke. Maria Taylor is woke. Man, this is just a jumbled up mess. Black and white sports fans. That's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and white sports fans. It seems like LeBron James is actually trying to get rid of. Michelle Beadle and put in Rachel Nichols and ESPN. Eventually. They end up they end up putting Rachel Nichols on NBA countdown. But then that all fell apart. They put in uh, Maria Taylor, social justice stuff. Man, this is a jumbled and utter mess. But it's absolutely hilarious, guys. Anyway, guys, let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure you subscribe to Black and White Sports. And we'll catch you next time.
0: Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now.
1: I'm back. Road for Black and White Sports. Well, if you would have told me I'd be making this video... I might call you a motor scooting SOB and liar, but I'm making it nonetheless because out of nowhere, CNN's Jake Tapper has decided to blast the NBA, Wall Street, Hollywood over their relationship with China. Now, I've got a theory behind this. We're going to look at this article. And uh and I will also give you one of my theories about this because uh none of us expect somebody like him to come out and make these these comments okay uh actually condemning relationships with China and the cash that's flowing uh but I'm going to tell you what I think very quickly CNN the media is the real virus you can grab it out of our merch store. I've got the Some gun on right now. Still our best best selling shirt ever. Grab it out of the merch store. This or anything else out of the merch store, twenty percent off. Promo code holiday. That's right, holiday. Uh, so you can go over there and grab that. Let's get to this. This is Outkick, CNN's Jake Tapper blasts the NBA, Hollywood, and Wall Street over relationships with. China. What the F is going on? Okay. On Sunday, a television host publicly dunked on the NBA, Hollywood, and Wall Street all in one sitting. And he did so because each industry continues to lick China's boots despite its restrictions on human rights. Most surprising of all, this host works for CNN. Jake Tapper credited the Women's Tennis Association for terminating. The events it had scheduled in China, when concerns surfaced over tennis player Ping Shui, was being suppressed by the CCP. Like Ted Cruz said, the WTA has bigger balls than the NBA. Tapper seems to agree, saying, quote, yes, the Olympics are supposed to be free and without politics. But this is not about politics. The allegations against the Chinese government go far beyond its treatment of shui. Of course, Apple and Nike publicly claim to decry slave labor. But to be clear, the behavior we are seeing from U.S. corporations is not about a company surviving. It's about discontent with just hundreds of millions of dollars desiring instead of billions of dollars. Quote, the millionaires and billionaires of Hollywood and the NBA and the IOC and Wall Street are all so eager for Chinese cash, they're pretending none of this is happening. There is no amount of money that can buy enough soap to wash that blood off their hands. They go on to say, and by they, I'm talking about Outkick and Bobby Burak, goes on to say, Credit to Tapper, so few pundits in his position have the self-confidence to blast China and the NBA, and doing so will likely lead to at least one player to label him a racist. Tapper works for CNN, but he has a spine and credibility. Ooh, boy, I would use that credibility part loosely, Bobby. Objectively, Tapper should take over Chris, Chris Cuomo's prime time slot and we know Cuomo got his ass run off now to my theory something that I think might be happening partially at that network small percentages is the fact that Bill Maher was recently on with Chris Cuomo a while back and Bill Maher has been on the war path against cancel culture against wokeness against CRT He's been going after all of that, and he blatantly told Cuomo on that show, look, if if we don't cease all of this BS, we're going to lose a great majority of the elections going forward as a Democratic Party. Now, Mar's a classic liberal, and I think we know CNN would prefer to have Democratic leadership in office. Although I think their ratings are higher when somebody like Trump's in office. But okay, it makes no sense. Uh, And some of this, I believe, stems from a slight bit of course correction from a couple of their anchors. One now who is now gone. Uh, The other one being him, Tapper, right? Um, I don't trust CNN as far as I can throw them. I give him some credit... For calling this out. But look, they've had every opportunity to call this out. It's been a glowing neon Eat it Joe sign blinking in their face for how long and they haven't said anything? Come on. It takes Enos Cantor literally becoming a U.S. citizen and changing adding a name to his last name. <laughs> changing to freedom, calling out Michael Jordan, calling out LeBron James. For Jake Tapper and CNN to finally get around to calling this crap out? Yeah, hell, hell, hell hasn't froze over. And CNN is not going to all of a sudden become the network of common sense. I credit him for bringing this up because, let's face it, a lot of his viewers probably don't know much about this crap, all right? Um, but still... I'm very skeptical of of anything coming from that network. I'm just going to be. I mean, you know, again, credit for bringing this up. But that network, I will never trust CNN or MSNBC, especially MSNBC. God, Joy Reid, come on. But this is something that as many eyes as we can get on it, that's what needs to happen. And that means more Democratic channels do have to bring this up. Okay, Um, I think it's a little bit of a course correction, though, because they're running scared over the elections after Virginia and a close ass call in New Jersey. Tell me what you think, black and white sports fans. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But uh, no, I can't give Jake Tapper a lot of credit for this crap at all. We've known about this for how long, and you're just getting to it. Stop.
0: Peace. I'm out. Till next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports.
1: I'm back. Road rants for the Matrix and Road Show, and for these purposes, Road rants on Star Wars. You remember this report that came out a few weeks ago about the fact that Kathleen Kennedy was resigning for three more years. As part of that report was an addendum that there were creative differences, and Patty Jenkins was not making Rogue Squadron, and she was out. Except, she's not out. Patty Jenkins is not gone. She's not gone. Now, as part of this whole thing, something I will point out to all of this Kathleen Kennedy stuff, and look, a lot of places reported that. A lot did. But there were two key places that never said a word. The two key places that you would look at when you would look for something this big involving the trades in Hollywood Deadline and The Hollywood Reporter never reported an extension involving Kathleen Kennedy. They never dropped that news. They never talked about it. There is no story on it. So, I find that interesting, okay? Because, yeah, they have have dropped that news, generally speaking, before. In fact, as I was researching, there was an article about Kathleen Kennedy's last three-year extension, The Hollywood Reporter broke the news, okay? Uh, So that's interesting that a trade report has not dropped the Kathleen Kennedy news. I don't know what that means, but now we're finding out the Rogue Squadron report is BS. Patty Jenkins is definitely on board, and this is from Deadline, okay? An actual trade paper, so this is happening. This is what's going on. Just weeks ago, reports emerged that Patty Jenkins Star Wars Rogue Squadron would no longer be heading into production in twenty twenty two, which understandably cast doubt on its planned December twenty twenty three release date, though Lucasfilm has yet to offer updates about that project or release date. Given the studio's tendency to announce plans for the franchise future only to have those plans earn complications, some speculation began about whether the project would be the latest endeavor to go on an indefinite hiatus. Okay, make no mistake, what was reported was there were creative differences between Patty Jenkins and Kathleen Kennedy, and Jenkins was gone, leaving part of the same report where uh, Kathleen Kennedy was getting a three-year extension. Except, now we're finding out at least one of the two news items from said report was flat wrong. Deadline recently claimed Jenkins is heading, handing her directorial debut over on Cleopatra while confirming Jenkins is spending time with Rogue Squadron. While detailing Carrie Scoglin will now serve as director of Cleopatra, the outlet confirmed Jenkins fell off as the director so she could focus on her next two projects, Wonder Woman 3 and Star Wars Rogue Squadron. It goes on to talk about the whole Benny and weiss deal. Now, let it be known, there's another interesting report out there. And I found this interesting. I saw it. I was like, hmm. Very, very interesting. Now it seems that Favreau and Filoni, who currently have two spinoff series, the Book of Boba Fett and Ahsoka, along with The Mandalorian, may be moving to the movie side of the Star Wars universe per a new report. It is imperative to note that this has not been confirmed by Disney or Lucasfilm at this time, but the timing of the rumor is intriguing considering the Rogue Squadron news. This means, outside of Marvel President Kevin Feige and Thor director Taka Waititi, upcoming Star Wars projects, neither of which have definite release dates, There are no Star Wars movies currently in development. Okay, well, we just found out Rogue Squadron is still in development. Patty Jenkins is focusing more on it and Wonder Woman 3. Although it is not known if Favreau and Filoni-led Star Wars film would remain in the Mandoverse or not, it is intriguing to note that the leading man, Pascal, has indicated he wasn't opposed to playing Din Djarin on the screen. And it goes on to talk about nothing has been confirmed with Favreau and Dave Filoni at this time. This is who broke this news, Grace Randolph. I hear Favreau and Filoni are in talks to head over to the movie side of Star Wars. That would be brilliant. It should be noted Grace Randolph also said she had heard nothing when the news broke that day. She had heard nothing about a Kathleen Kennedy three-year extension. And, um, she also made a point to say the three-year extension from Kathleen Kennedy didn't make any sense to her. Okay. Now there are certainly things that I don't agree with Grace Randolph on, and I'm not sitting here telling you that Kathleen Kennedy didn't get a three-year extension. She probably did, but I think it's odd that the fact that Rogue Squadron was supposed to be off, it was over, it was not happening. And now we are finding out from an actual trade publication, not only is it happening, but Patty Jenkins is going to refocus on it, uh, along with Wonder Woman three. Okay. So now as part of that report between, uh, uh, you know, involving Kathleen Kennedy's extension and the Patty Jenkins news, it was all packaged together. One of the two new news items of said report has been now proven false. By deadline, a trade publication. Okay? Look, there's three entities you care about when it comes to confirming movie, actual movie trade news. Variety, Hollywood Reporter, Deadline. Okay? And Deadline is involved in this Patty Jenkins news from today. So that's a thing that is going to happen, and that's what most likely the agent of Patty Jenkins probably passed this on to Deadline. Okay? Uh, So... I don't know what's going on there. Rumors of a Favreau and Felony movie. We don't know what that's going to be about. Grace Randolph did mention something about an Old Republic series from Favreau and Felony as well. I don't know that that's happening. I don't. I don't have anything on that. Uh, but I wanted to come out and say, "Hey, Rogue Squadron is still on," and as of this moment. Still, no trade publications has confirmed the Kathleen Kennedy news. Odd. Very odd. Peace. I'm out. Till next time.